Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. Yeah! I didn't even need to look at the script that time. Jen made direct, uncomfortable eye contact with me through the entire ad read. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Family guilt. Ew. Ew, indeed. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hey, you know what we haven't uh, talked about in a while? What? Uh, how are your damp boys? <gasps> the damp boys how are, are the snails super doing? good. Are they, are okay. they having a good, uh, good, how's the new year treating them? One, they're doing amazing. Two, so I replanted their tank not too long ago. And it's, you know, it's, it's winter, so they're, they're slowed down. So like, you know, they wake up every three days and like hang wow. out or whatever. But in, in the winter, I mean, I, will, I won't see them move for a week sometimes. They just are slower. And, they, and sometimes they will burrow and just like not come out or whatever. Same, 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 <laughs> same, same, same. Uh, but the tank officially, I'll show you some pictures later, Jen, but I planted the tank a few weeks ago and now it's finally like popping. And they have a beautiful home. Um, snails are doing good. They have not had uh, any more babies. They ate all of them and then stopped laying them. Wow. Well, they made their opinion clear. Yeah. We're going to eat these and not have any more. There there are none. And this is the first time I've seen the tank without any, like, little babies. Because, like I said, they immediately eat their young. They're just really not horny. Uh, Yeah, they're not. Um, Lizzo is out most of the time, though. I don't know why, but you know how I have a favorite snail? Yeah. Lizzo is the largest and most beautiful. Mm -hmm. And she is out more than most of the snails, I would say. So that's my general check-in about yeah, the snails. it's good to hear about them. Oh, my God. Yes. My friend Steven sent me a picture of a snail called a moon snail, and they're freaking crazy looking. And my next thing, I would really love to have, like, an aquarium, a planted aquarium oh, with, wow, like, water these snails. Are incredible. How Aren't, big are these? I don't, I think some of them are, are small and they're some of them are so, large. Man, this falls under the category of things that are, like, so ugly that they're beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a pile. It's just a really cute yeah, pile it's of a pile. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a puddle, really, in some of these photos. Speaking of becoming a puddle. Yes. Uh, my partner has been out of town for a few days and will continue to be for several more days. Okay. This is not a sexist question, but have you been eating, drinking, taking care of yourself? I'm doing the best I can, okay, Jen. Because when my partner goes out of town, I'm like, donuts for dinner. <laughs> so uh, my partner cooks and I don't. Uh, and my partner hates broccoli and I love broccoli. <laughs> And broccoli party. One of the things that my partner does for me that I love is that uh, he will make me broccoli anytime I ask. Anytime we have broccoli in the house, he he like makes it really, really good for some reason, like roast and stuff. I was gonna say roasting. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's the uh, best way to make it. And he before he left, he left me a giant Tupperware full of his cooked broccoli in the fridge. And like a dog left with an open bag of dog food, I blasted through that shit on in the first six hours of his. That's David. incredible. Yeah. I ate wow. All of it. Yeah. Couldn't even hold back. Yeah. Also, your love language is broccoli. That's pretty amazing. Isn't that sweet? Good for you. It's so funny because he even said it in like our uh, in our wedding vows. <laughs> oh, he's like, did I he? promise I. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I promise yeah. I'll cook you broccoli anytime. I think you I was ask. crying at that point. I don't really remember that part. Jen, let me show you what my life was a few days ago. I just took a picture of this. Man, if I took ate that much broccoli in a row, wow, that would be... Here's just me and my cat and uh, two vegan pizzas and a vegan cheesy bread watching Terminator Dark Fate alone. I'm so happy for you. 
Uh, if I ate that much broccoli, it would be like an ass disaster. Oh, yeah. No, I have a but cast have an iron, iron vegan yeah, stomach. Yeah, you have a vegan yes. stomach at this point. So that's what you... When you compared yourself to a dog unable to stop itself from eating, um, we have... I think I've mentioned on the show before, our upstairs neighbors, because we live in a duplex, got a puppy the yes, last couple months. Yes, you have. <gasps> What's and his name again? Roscoe. Roscoe! And without a doubt, this puppy has brought me... Like, you'd think it, I had gotten a puppy by how much joy this guy brings me. And he's so cute and, and smart and wiggly and he used to be this small, and now he's, like, really long. Like a, I call him a string bean. And he doesn't stop breaking into our house. Yay! Yeah, he loves to break into our house. He's a he's so in love with Mavi. It's incredible. Like, he follows her around everywhere. If she's out in the yard, uh, he has to go out just to go see her. Apparently, that's what the neighbor said. He stops by her door every day to peek oh. in and see if he's... And sometimes we'll have, the, like, the sliding back door open a little bit, like, well, because our laundry's in the basement. And I almost said when I go downstairs to do laundry, but I don't I do not do laundry. Oh. So, so um, <laughs> when John goes downstairs to do laundry, he'll, like, he'll sneak in. Um, and he's gotten so used to it. Like, the first thing, he's been in, he's broken into our home. We've experienced many B&Es via puppy in the past Yay, couple months. Rob, and the first no. thing he does is, like, run towards Mavi's, like, food. And one time he just like, it's a big tall bag, you know, and he just like flopped himself inside of it. So I had to like pick him up like by his back legs. You're wiggling. Uh, And sometimes he just comes in and does a lap and leaves like, hey, what's going on? He's like Kramer. It sounds like all of the best parts of having a puppy and none of the worst parts of of having a puppy. Yeah, it's, he's pretty great. That's wonderful. I know. And here's the dorky part. So after dorky on my part, all puppy, he's obviously dorky, but the dorky thing I did and my husband took this very well for something weird that I did on kind of on our behalf. I hadn't seen the puppy in a few days. And I texted and asked if he was all right. Oh, <laughs> like, hey. And was he? Yes, he was. Oh, they were just boy. traveling. Um, what else has been going on? So in my uh, new single life, uh, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of television. It's, I didn't. So here's the thing. So being fake single for a little while, it reminded me of, of a couple things. One, that if I had never met my partner and if I stayed like unwed, I think I could I could have been happy, you know? Oh, for sure. Like I'm super happy with yeah. my partner. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, just being able to do whatever I want and fart and farting all the time. Yeah. I'm so filthy. My apartment is a wreck right now. So uh, Connell is neat, but I'm clean. So oh, yeah. Every, it's like somebody's exploded everywhere, but everything's like dusted, dusted and sanitized. And, yeah, <laughs> and sparkling and germ-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. And I've been watching the new Tan France fashion show. Oh, my God. I was, I'm going to start that. How is it? It's good. Nice. Um, it, I really love Project Runway, so I really think I'm going to like this. It loses, So it, it needs to find its footing. I think season two is going to be great. Tan and Alexa, the two hosts, um, I, I, I would actually say my biggest issues are in the editing and the hosting. Oh, okay. And Tan and Alexa get better and better as it goes on. Are the clothes cool? The clothes are so cool, Jen. That's so, awesome. Like, I would watch it and then, like, kind of half watch it in the middle while they're making shit because yep. I don't know how to make stuff. Yeah, me either. You know? It's and, incredible. I tried to get into, like, some of the cooking shows since I like food so much. Or like that tattoo show where you like, there's like artistry around tattoos. And I can appreciate that, but it just does not hook me like these fashion shows do. And I don't know why, because I'm not, I mean, I like fashion and I like shopping, but I'm not like super into that stuff. There are two designers on there that I think you're going to particularly really enjoy. I've heard about this. I heard that there are two frontrunners that have captured the hearts of of this whole nation. So I, so. Their names are Biden and (laughs) Buttigieg. (laughs) Kill me. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about happy things. Fashion show. When you watch the fashion show, I want to know who you like right away. Okay. So it took me, I think, halfway through I finally found my faves. But there's this one guy I'm going to tell you about. His name's Angelo. 
and he is from a tiny Italian poor village or whatever. And he's the most extra motherfucker that ever existed. If there was ever an argument for natural extraness versus like learned, it's him. Like he was he was born this way. He wears a jaguar print cat suit for a while. Like he wears like kilts with nothing under them. I love him so, 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 so much. He's ridiculous. What's his name? Angelo. Angelo. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course his name is Angelo. You know what? I bet his name was like Mike and And then he he changed changed it it to be even more like (laughs) extra and special. Yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, Let's, let's do, is it your, it's your Yeah, I think it is. All right, here we go. Hi, Jen and Trin. So I have a family problem. A couple of months ago, I got a text from my dad that basically said, hey, save this date in April. Your aunt is coming to town. Background. She lives in Europe and I live in the States. I don't see her often. We don't really have a relationship. Every time I talk to her, it's incredibly overwhelming. She assumes this level of familiarity that we certainly do not have. She has all these expectations of things I should be doing, and there's a lot of guilt tripping about how much I do not talk or go see her. She's also, according to my dad, deeply homophobic. And while I don't outwardly present as a queer man, I definitely, definitely am. Most of the things that she remembers about me are from when I was a little kid or a young teen. At this point, we are so incredibly distant, and I don't have the time, desire, money, or energy to reestablish some kind of relationship with her. I would like to not go to this thing. I'm a grown-ass 30-year-old man, and if someone makes me this uncomfortable, I feel like I should be able to make that choice. If this were some old friend, I would have left this invite in the inbox and not have given a second thought. However, since it's a family thing, there are certain societal and cultural obligations at play here. I mostly don't want to alienate my dad. He and I are fine, but we're not super close. Should I suck it up and go? Is there a way for me to gracefully decline? Is there a version of this where I can make it clear to my dad that she makes me deeply uncomfortable and not put me in this position like every five years? Thank you for any advice you can give. I want to start off right away with, regardless of what direction the Askroom goes with this, you made the right decision. Whether you go or you don't, there are perfectly acceptable reasons to do either, and we support both. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to probably spend most of this episode telling you how to get out of this. Yes. But our top of the show disclaimer this time is if you do end up deciding to go, we also understand that. Like if there is a positive outcome here, like if you really don't want to cause a stir or if you just can grit your teeth and get over it, we also understand that. But um, you asked us, should I just suck it up and go? And you use the word should. Um, So if we'll use it back at you and say, no, you shouldn't, but also you can. This whole situation does not start with the ant. This answer lies with your dad, because your dad is the one who's currently the gatekeeper of information. It doesn't sound like you keep in touch with your aunt otherwise than through what your dad tells you. Your dad is the one who mentioned that she's homophobic. I'm wondering if your dad knows that you were queer. Did he tell you this information to warn you? Why did he tell this to you? How did that conversation go? Because to me, the short answer is... You shouldn't have to hang around with somebody who doesn't like you. Yeah, who's someone who, quote, disagrees with your lifestyle. Right. You can't disagree with someone's lifestyle. It doesn't make sense. So I feel like starting this off with your dad is a good idea because you, the stakes here are not, you don't seem to care about this aunt. The stakes are really with your dad. You don't want to alienate your dad. You said you're fine, but you're not super close. In what ways do you value that relationship? Do you feel like you can trust your dad that if you went to your dad and said, hey, she disagrees with a core part of who I am as a person and I don't really want to be in the same room with her. I feel like an understanding parent, if you have that kind of relationship, would say, oh, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, ask yourself, how would that go? For some families, that's not even a breachable topic. 
But if he is the one that gave the information that she's homophobic and that bothered him, that's interesting, right? Right. But yeah, I agree with, I agree, Trin. I think the first step forward is talking to your dad and asking, well, I think there's a lot of different things you could say to your dad. You there's could, so much to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would want to, we, there are certain things that I want to know from your dad that you may not feel comfortable asking. So again, um, we don't know how your dad feels about your queerness or if he knows that you are queer. But I feel like if he did know if you are queer, I don't know. Like, why would you? What was? What's he gonna say? Like spoken queerness. Like, what's he gonna say? Don't be gay in front of my sister. You know, my heart hurts. Right? Like, like, what is he? What's he gonna propose here? (laughs) I, I mean, I would not underestimate the ability for a parent to squash someone's identity in the face of let's all just get along or let's just all hang out for a couple hours, like. Like I've complained about in the show many times, the Midwestern sensibility of just smooth it all over, just be quiet and deal with it. Like, I would not underestimate anyone's ability to do that. But you said you're fine, but not close. So that means you can be totally honest. You can also say, hey, I'm actually going to be out of town then. <laughs> you can always fake sick at the last minute. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, totally. Get You'd, a doctor's note that says I can't be, I'm, I'm allergic, allergic to homophobia. I'm allergic to homophobia. I can't yeah. fucking do it. I wonder if we could even start the conversation with the dad with, Dad, what do you want out of this? Do you want me to be close to the aunt? Do you want me to put up with somebody who doesn't like me and who I am for a few hours so that you can have an easier life with your sister? I hate saying this, but if you want things to go smoothly and you just want the Midwestern nod and move on, do what your dad says and don't think too hard about it. That is, that's okay. If you don't want to make waves and that's what you want, do it. But if you want to get out of this and you don't want to hurt people's feelings and you want to be like a good person to your dad or whatever, that's going to require a conflict. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to feel like a conflict. You're going to feel like you're the one mucking this all up. It's not your fault. It's, and it's not, not fair. your fault. It's not your fault. One of the reasons why I want to do this question, Trina, is because though it's not strictly about friendship, uh, this sentence they wrote really stuck out to me. If this were some old friends, I would have left this invite in the inbox. That's so interesting. Like, yeah. what an insightful thing. If this had been an old, crappy friend, you'd be like, I don't need to do anything about this. Fuck it. But with family, there's right. this, like, the people you are just, hap- like, roll the dice, end up with, there's a sense of obligation that really, really, I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I let's forget about your aunt for right now. Because your aunt is the shitty thing that you have to go through to be nice to your dad. Yeah. I really think that the the emotional obligation is to the father and not to the aunt. Yeah. What can you, I mean, can you spend time with your dad without this aunt? Do you want to? I mean, why do you have to be with your aunt? Oh, this person sucks. Yeah. I, I also wonder, is, man, one of, the last, one of the last lines in this is, is there a version of this where I make clear to my dad that she makes me deeply uncomfortable and to not put me in this position like every five years? Yeah, there Absolutely is. Absolutely there is. And that, it might be a fight. I think you buried the lead. I think yeah. there's a reason that's the second to last sentence after yeah. thank you. I think that's because you you know that to be true. And is it a fight you want to have? No one else can decide that for you. And if it's yes or no or maybe, that's all totally valid. Because you shouldn't have to defend yourself. Oh, I'm just so mad on your behalf. Is there a version of this where you can talk to your dad and it goes smoothly? You didn't give us a lot of details about your, how your dad deals with conflict. I, I'm just kind of reading between the lines that because he makes you do this every five years, he probably knows you don't like it. But he also knows you're just going to show up anyway. Yeah. Jen, do you want to talk through the things that we could say to the dad? Absolutely. Because it feels, because I'm angry. <laughs> I know, I'm angry too. You know, because this sucks. Like, it feels like this is a, 
this I, I can't really get rid of my anger about this because it feels like a dad really do you, what do you get out of this that you're making me do this yeah you I know mean, which is not the best way to phrase this I know if you want but, this to go but I'm so curious because I think the only answer that they could give and it's not an answer it's a non-answer the only response would be um it's family just deal with it you know we only see her once every five years that's not a good reason do you want to that's a non-answer do you want to have the conversation yeah let's give it a go do you want to be the dad or the gay I'll be the dad great <laughs> So uh, I'm going to say this is a phone call and I'm calling you because I want to talk about this because that's probably what's going to happen. You'll probably have to create a space for this discussion to even occur. So ring, ring. Hello, it's me, your dad. Hello, Papa. (laughs) Uh, Are you feeling well, son? You never call me that. I know. I'm I'm in kind of a loopy mood. Uh, To tell you the truth, I'm calling you because I have something that I want to discuss with you that it's it's not super comfortable. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Are you okay? Are you hurt? Are you in jail? No one's dying. No one's in jail. It's just something I really want to talk through with you and get your perspective on. So uh, Aunt Millie is coming back from Europe. Yeah, April 14th. Yes. So here's the thing. I already made a dinner reservation. For the three of us. <laughs> the three of us. It's going to be so fun. So, Dad. At the Cheesecake Factory. Um, what I'm wondering is, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what you mentioned to me a couple of years back about Aunt Millie being homophobic. That hurts me, and I don't feel comfortable in a room, in an in-depth conversation with somebody who's homophobic. And, and I get it. There's many reasons for people to be homophobic. You know, her age. I'm just basically right now saying things that he might say. Right. Like, I get it. Like, uh, you know, I'm not going to be kissing a dude in front of her or something like that. But I hope you can understand why that would make me feel uncomfortable. What do you think that you can do to make me feel more comfortable in a conversation with your sister who's homophobic? You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, we could go to Boys Town. <laughs> <laughs> I could go to a parade. Um, well, but, wait, like, what, what, would a, what would a middle-aged dad say to that, though? Yeah, totally. I think a middle-aged dad would say something like, um, It's not going to come up. It's not going to come up. She's not, we're not going to talk politics. We'll put, well, I'll, at the beginning of the dinner, I'll say no politics talk. So to me, a person who's homophobic, that's not politics. That's, that's really just a garbage opinion. I mean, she doesn't know you're gay. It doesn't matter because it's part of me that she doesn't like. You know, like, what if I was part Cuban and she hated Cuban people and I look like you so no one can tell, but there's this part of me that she just hates. Like, she loves you, though. What does she love? If she doesn't, if she hates my queerness, if she hates a pretty central component of who I am, that's a really difficult. So, Dad, I'm telling you all of this stuff because I'm coming into this meeting with great trepidation and I need to either feel better about this and you help me feel better about this or I need to not go. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, yeah. I'm asking you for your help. I don't know what you could do for me to make me feel good about hanging out with somebody who's homophobic. If you have ideas, I'd like to hear them. But right now, everything that you're saying actually makes me feel worse about this coming event. To, I value your relationship so much more than I value Aunt Millie's relationship. You love me the way that I am. What if we hang out in March? You know what? That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> what should we do? Go to the, the Rainforest Cafe and the Burlington Coat Factory? Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> what if we went to both? That sounds great. They're right next to each other in the strip mall. 
Man, Trin, you did such a good job with that because what you're asking for is so, so reasonable from a parent, which is, can you be on my team? Yes. Be on, if I'm ever a parent someday in any form, really, I want to be on my kid's team. That is so, and that means you're not going into this alone yeah. or you're not going at all and or I'm not going either. Yeah. I mean, you could say flat out, like, dad, I'm doing this for you because I love you. I don't know Aunt Millie at all. Yeah, it is really difficult for me to imagine having, feeling comfortable around her. I'm right. not. Even this conversation, even planning this has caused me a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah. And you can say something to the tune of, I'm doing this favor for you by going to hang out with your sister who hates me. So either I need you to be on my team and do things to make me feel more comfortable or I'm not going to do it. Because, again, it's for you. And I, you I are, don't get anything out of it. And you are 30 years old. You are a grown-ass man. Yeah. I mean, I would respect you if you were 18 and wanted to do this or if you were 12. <laughs> but I just think you do have age on your side here. Dad, I am 30. I am not hanging out with Aunt Millie. She sucks. I mean, is there a casual way to do this? If your dad is anything like mine, long conversations make him very antsy. But my dad would respect it if I said, Dad, I can't, I can't go. I don't, I don't believe she doesn't. What would I say to my dad? Whew, okay, therapy session. Here we go. I would say, Dad, I love you. And I get why you invited me, but I can't. I can't go to this dinner. I can't hang out with Aunt Millie. Like, you know why. Like, she's, she's her beliefs and how she believes in treating people. I can't sit through a dinner. Yeah. Um, I'd love to come into town and hang out with you, but I'm not going to the dinner. There are so many things about the aunt in this question that we could probably forgive if given a little more info, such as, you know, she's distant and she doesn't know anything about you except for when you were six or whatever. Sounds like an aunt who lives far away. Absolutely. You know, or just like um, there was this one part where I was like, oh, uh, the fact that she does the, the guilt tripping of like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. That's terrible and nobody should do it. But the generations previous to us, that is sometimes their way of expressing that they miss you without saying, I miss you. That's exactly how I read it, too. They're trying to make you feel bad so they don't have to tell you that they love you. Yeah. Or maybe they, they just feel awkward around you. Because <laughs> I mean, like you feel awkward, too, because you don't know this person. They don't know you. But they are your aunt, your older family member. So they feel some obligation to say something to connect you. Um, so, yeah, I can excuse a lot of the aunt's awkward behavior, but obviously we can't excuse the homophobia. Yeah. Um, like, those other things are really non-problems in comparison. I mean, do you even have to be on the roster of people that she sees when she comes to the U.S.? Right. Can you remove yourself from that roster? I th And I also feel like, um, so, you know, fucking straight people, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, think if, I think if you make clear that homophobia means you don't like me, you yep. know, I mean, put it in any terms that will make your dad understand how significant this is. And the doesn't like me or hates me is going to sound shocking to your dad. It should be shocking. It should be shocking how horrible homophobia is. It should never stop feeling shocking. And like a straight dad, a straight cis dad doesn't really get it. He doesn't grok it. There's no situation in which he would have to feel how uncomfortable it feels to I mean, to him, he's like, oh, just don't kiss a boy in front of her is right. probably what he's thinking. Right. Well, just, I mean, you don't look gay. But, but to you, it's my puzzle, piece, my puzzle piece doesn't directly fit into any hole in this society. And part of that is because I'm queer. Part of that is because, um, you know, all love stories on TV are a man and a woman. Part of that is like every Disney movie is about like a prince and a princess getting together, you know, like. 
your childhood and your life is different because of that, you know, and it's good and it's beautiful and vibrant and like and, and you are what makes the, the whole world better, you know, but it is it is not this thing you can just ignore. You can't just cut out your queerness. We were talking about Angelo at the start of the episode and how he's this queer kid in the middle of like, you know, uh, podunk fucking Italy, you know, and wears Jaguar cat suits. It's not that these like gay behaviors or whatever you want to call it or like way of dressing. It's not like this internal natural thing that like uh, you have to be. I, I feel like I'm not saying this right, but the gist is your queerness is integral to you in a way that your dad probably doesn't get. I think that's that's totally it. And they shouldn't have to get it to still be on your team here. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of what being an ally is, right? It's like, I will not experience this and I never will, but I don't need to in order to uh, be on be on your side and support you. Right. It's it should be important enough to you that I'm coming to you and telling you I'm uncomfortable for you to recognize that this is a problem, you know. And again, there's every this conversation might not go great. And again, like if you want to just shake hands and move on, you can. But I think that you'll be happier in the long run if you do have this conversation with your dad. If anything, I feel like this conversation, if it may be series of conversations, will make you closer to your dad. My first instinct is like, don't even bring it up with your family. It's not worth it. But you didn't give us any hint that that you shouldn't do that. You didn't say my dad, my dad won't listen or my dad doesn't listen or this is way too awkward to ever bring to him. You floated the idea to us, which makes me think you've already given this a lot of thought that I think it might be a very real possibility, a very real conversation you could have. But what do we do if the dad it does not know about the asker's queerness and, uh, and if the dad has homophobia that the asker did not mention? Ugh, then I am so sorry. Then I would say if you can't bring up the homophobia part of this, it will be hard to go to your dad and say, I just don't really want to hang out with your sister because he will say, why can't you? Why? Like, yeah, you can't put up with this for an hour or whatever. Right. There'll be right. so many like you're 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 asking for a fight in a new way which is why if you don't feel comfortable talking to your dad about your queerness which is totally okay do whatever makes you feel safe and comfortable then lie off your ass yeah man. absolutely book something for that day literally bring, get yourself out of town go, go on metro mix or whatever yeah. and find like just get out yeah plan uh, a netflix marathon i don't know do whatever you need to do and we don't care how much you have to lie because you're protecting yourself lie 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 i mean I would personally just you don't have to follow this advice, but it's what I would personally do is I would get out ahead of this now and say, I'm working. I can't. Yeah. And I would do. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm working. I'm on a work trip. I'll be I'm, something that is just not you, something that's inescapable. And I would uh, say that right after I know my aunt's tickets are booked <laughs> <laughs> so she can make it. Uh, I've got to be clever about this. Right. So uh, I would say my piece of advice is try not to procrastinate on f- figuring this out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think if like two days before and your aunt's got her like itinerary all figured out and your dad's planning to see you, I think it's going to be harder to say for you to get out of it and it's going to be more painful and lead to more conflict. And we're trying to make this as easy as possible on you right now. Yeah. Uh, so I would say like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. She booked her tickets. I can't make it. Bye. <laughs> Part of it is a whose feelings do you care about? Yeah. You know, and you don't care about the feelings of the aunt you care about the feelings of your dad and of yourself just try and make two out of three people happy if you can yeah definitely i would ask whose feelings do you care about what path will bring you the most peace yeah and 
I mean, you said yourself don't have the time, desire, money, or energy to reestablish some kind of relationship with her. You sure fucking don't. Yeah. (laughs) That's like the number one thing that I'm like, don't do. Don't invest any of those things into this. I mean, why? In a just world, she would come to her senses and figure her shit out. And the only thing she would ever give you is money and attention. If she's not giving you money, then. I mean, what's the point of having an aunt in Europe if you can't visit her? Right. God. I want. But don't visit her. You can't. She doesn't deserve you. If you don't have rich European Aunt Millie who's sending you checks on the reg, oh, whatever. Fuck that. Fuck what a that. waste. Yeah, I mean, do what you need to do. Um, we support you either way. I've been to so many funerals of old people that I did not like because I wanted my dad or my mom to be happy. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. I and mean, that's fine. Yeah. You know? And there are parties that I don't go to because I don't want my shitty homophobic aunts there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are some things you do for your family. There are some things you're like, I don't want to go. Fine. I love you, so I'll go. This doesn't really fit in that category because of the homophobia. It is very common for you to go to a stupid party that's really boring with your neighbors because your parents would like you there. Right. I get it. But if those neighbors uh, are homophobic, you don't have to go. Yeah, if your neighbors are like burning crosses in the front yard and having a barbecue then in the back. you don't go. You don't fucking you go. You don't go. <laughs> and you talk to your parents if you can. You know what? I feel like the in conclusion here is um, reframe this entire situation prioritizing your own feelings. Your homophobic aunt's feelings don't fucking matter. If they did, she would have made more of an effort to be in touch with you and more of an effort to not be a homophobe. If your dad's feelings mattered, then he will be on your team trying to make the situation as good for you as possible. And if he can't do that, then his feelings don't matter. Only yours do. I completely agree with that, Sharon. I think that's a great way. Well, it's kind of like how we always say the first question you ask yourself is, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want out of this? Do you want to uh, be closer to your dad? Do you want to be more honest with your dad? Do you want him not to go? Is there a part of you that wants him not to hang out with your sister? Because I understand that impulse. That's a bigger ask, which definitely requires uh, more uh, introspection than we have time for. And again, the homophobia was hearsay. But homophobia is important enough that it could preclude this meeting. Absolutely. I mean, it's non-negotiable. Maybe this line will be helpful to you. Something I've used to explain homophobia before is it is unkind. Yes. Everyone knows what the word unkind means. Yes. Right? Okay. Like, getting down to its most basic terms, it is the mistreatment of other people. Surely you can, surely someone in this family can understand that. You know what it is? And it's kind of, this is kind of what I said earlier, which is um, that your dad doesn't understand homophobia because the phobia part to, to some, to some people means like, Oh, I'm going to be shocked if I see. <laughs> I'm scared, right. feared. That's, yeah. that's the whole like. You're not scared, but you don't like it. Don't kiss somebody in front yeah. of her and it'll be fine, whatever. It's like, but that's not like sexual activity is not the whole of being queer. Oh, it's like Republicans think all gay people are like the people on the floats at the parade. Yeah. Yeah. They're your coworkers or the people that open the door for you. They're the people that deliver your mail. They're the people that make your coffee. Like being queer is every day being like, am I cool to be this myself right now? You know, like this whole process of like, and I know that like there's this whole like is non-binary just like women discovering that they they don't have to wear dresses. No. The thing about like queerness is every morning I wake up and I have to decide how queer I'm going to be. I think about where I'm going, who I'm seeing. If you're talking on the phone versus seeing someone in person. Yeah. And uh, and, I, and I'm so fucking lucky that I live in Chicago, which is the cheapest place to be relatively safely queer, you know, but like. It's it's a legit 
thing. And he can't ask you to remove all signs of gayness from your body and personality because that's not yeah. It's part of you. And keep that in mind if he asks you to just put up with it for no. a couple hours. Like, the answer is no. If you no. want to, go ahead and put up with it. But I'll tell you what, I'll be fucking pissed at your dad personally if he tells you that. Yeah. I mean, like we said, he shouldn't have to fully understand the queer experience in order to just be cool about this. What hmm. are the things that the asker could do instead of going out with his homophobic aunt? Oh, my God. So much. Um, you could... Watch Sons of Anarchy. You could watch uh, the new Tan French. I was going to start with the um, the fashion show, but I didn't want to put this queer person in a box and Absolutely. assume they like fashion. That's why I started with the show about motorcycles. You queerness contains multitudes. You could rewatch Breaking Bad. No, that won't make you happy. Don't do that. Yeah. You could. Uh, I guess I'm stuck on the TV. I guess you have a lot of TV to watch. <laughs> like you could um, legit plan an event for yourself. See about any concert that you can go to that you night. Museum, road trip, art fair. And then decide that that concert, you walk. can't miss it. You just can't miss Jimmy World at the Metro. You can't miss whoever the fuck is playing Old Town School of Folk Music. Oh, you know? yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, ask a friend to come into town. Go out of town to go see a friend. Ask a friend to make you make plans that weekend. Be like, I know it's far in advance, but can we put this weekend on our calendar as doing something fun? Because there's a family member in town and I don't want to see them and I need to be busy. What if you bumped your wedding up just a month? Oh. For me. Oops. Could you? Uh, Oops. Mm. Oh, nuts. Yeah. Here are some Good excuses that will get you out of anything. One is a wedding weekend. Two, funeral weekend. What else can we lie about? You could say you're sick. You can say you have the coronavirus. If, you're, if your aunt is also racist, she'll probably buy it. Yeah. She probably won't come in the United States at all. Right. Fingers crossed. Um, what else are good lies? Um, you have... <sighs> your friend just went through a horrible breakup the night before, and now they're crashing on your couch, and you're, you can't leave them right now in this state. No, you can't. Absolutely not. Yeah. You've got, um, Trini, you came up with all the good excuses. You've got an email to answer. You've got so many emails that you can't crawl out from under them. Do you have a get, pet? Your pet's sick. Got to take your pet to the, You can't leave your pet's side. Right. Like, I'm trying to think of the stuff that, like, you would never argue this, you know? Because it would just hard because for me, if any of my friends wanted to cancel plans because they weren't feeling it, I'd be like, yeah, I totally get it. Dude. Oh, yeah, I know. It's hard to come up with excuses because I don't have to make excuses right? anymore. It's really nice. Yeah. So, OK. In conclusion, um, lie if you want. Lie if you want. If you, you need don't to, have to. Protect yourself. It, um, is, it is valid to not want to be around a homophobic person. Yeah. <laughs> the only person you can have a discussion with about this that you should think about is your dad. Yeah. But you know way better than us, obviously, how big of a conversation that is. It won't be easy because if it were, you wouldn't be writing to us. Right. Right. So it'll be some level of difficulty and you can you can make plans for where this goes. Um, I always feel better when I have a plan, even if it's a dumb plan. Same, same, same. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would get onto the phone with my dad with a few key lines to yeah. drop. Um, I, and think about the way that your dad might react to certain things. And also keep in mind, your dad's a dumb human, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. And dumb humans react out of emotions sometimes, and you may have to deal with that. And that sucks. And it sucks that you have to deal with this at all. If you can, if possible, have this conversation not over text. Yes. Just because boomers are so bad at this. Um, just you can't read tone. And it's just it's just hard. It's just hard. I mean, I know for some people, that's literally the only way they can they'll talk to their family. I know. But uh, if you can phone or in person would be good because there's something about being there that humanizes the person. One time 
my dad, I was like visiting for the weekend. I mentioned in passing that I was thinking about getting another tattoo. And then a couple of days later, my dad texted me. <laughs> he's very old and he's just a very sweet old man. Texted me, Dan, please don't get another tattoo. What? Which is like not cool at all. No. And it really upset me. And I almost texted back or ignored the test. But I did something I've never done before, which is I picked up the phone and I called him to talk about it. Wow, and Jen, you're braver than the troops. Well, this is like 29 years in the making, just so you know. Like, Oh, so my God. Tell me I, everything. And I just went like, Dad, what was that text about? And I said it just like that. And he, and it, uh, he immediately melted and got apologetic. Aww. And he was just like, well, you're just so beautiful the way you are. And I wanted to be like, Dad, that, and I, I was like, Dad, that doesn't, we're not, duh. There's so many things wrong with what you just said. Right. But um, I was like, but we, we ended the conversation on a high note. And I was like, Dad. Um, he, and then he said something funny like, can you just wait till I die? <laughs> Which made me laugh a lot. No. It was really funny. God. And it dissolved It dissolved the tension. We had a good conversation. And I ended it with, Dad, my next tattoo will be a dad with a heart. How could you argue with that? And he's like, you're right. I can't argue with you getting a tattoo anymore. God. So it worked. The stakes obviously are not the same. I'm just using this personal antidote of mine to maybe advocate for in-person not texting or not email. Boomers are really bad at email. <laughs> it's like the conversation I feel like was super relevant to this question because uh, it's a difference in values, you know? Yes. Like the asker doesn't value keeping in touch with his auntie never sees, you know, and for very obvious reasons. But the dad values family and this and this and this. And with you and your dad, it's not that your dad, I think, like, was like, Jen needs to keep her body the way I want it. Right. It's more like your dad, like, uh, you know. Uh, he just has very old school views on them. Um, but when I did get my tattoo, uh, I had tattoos before this conversation. He picked up my arm and he goes, I like it. Like it very nice. Like he doesn't like it, but he's did that. But you and you are trying your best to find common ground with your dad on this issue that you don't see eye to eye on because you love him and he accepts you in other ways. Yeah. You know, that's a really good way of putting it. Like I I can put up with the occasional please don't get another tattoo because he doesn't put that much fire behind it. Right. And I know he loves me anyway. You don't have to put up. You don't have to compromise, though, if you don't want to. Go get a tattoo either way. Ask her. <laughs> This is Aunt Millie. Uh, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to send us a question, you can at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at do friendship at Trin and Tonic, and at Jen Dangerous with two N's. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing our design work. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you so much, Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy, because we had some issues today, as always. <laughs> and thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. I'm Jen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I was baked for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh, time dilation. <laughs> <laughs>